Welcome to the Agency Profit Podcast, a show dedicated to going deep space on agency operations, which is just as nerdy as it sounds. I'm your host, Marcel Petipoff. I'm the CEO of Parakeeto, a firm that helps digital and creative agencies measure and improve their profitability. Join me as I interview some of the smartest thought leaders and agency owners in our space and go deep into operations and metrics and all the other things you need to get right so you can spend less time worrying about operations and more time executing on your vision. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Agency Profit Podcast. I'm so excited today to introduce you to a pal that I have met very recently. He has an amazing Facebook group that I'm a part of. He also has a great podcast. He's the founder at Zen Pilot and helps agencies develop processes and systems so they can scale without burning out or reinventing the wheel for every client. He's the host of the Agency Journey. It's a great podcast where he interviews successful agency owners every week. He's scaled an agency. He's built a project management tool. He's basically like a me, but from the future, but also from the past. I don't know. (laughs) You're doing all the things that I'm doing, but you've already done them. Uh, and he's been a speaker at a couple of really cool events like HubSpot's inbound event in Boston. Ladies and gentlemen, very excited to have Andrew Dimsky on the podcast today. What's up, Andrew? What's up? No, I'm happy to be here, man. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm excited to dig into some fun stuff here. I love the journey that you guys are on. You're, you're trying to crack a nut that a lot of agencies are busting their teeth on. So Hats off to you, and I'm excited to get a chance to chat with your your community here. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, I mean, likewise, a person that uh, has tried to build a tool, a project management platform based really on the expertise that you have in mm-hmm. you know process and documentation, which is something we'll get into. It's pretty cool. But you know, I would love for you to give everyone a little bit of context on how the, your agency journey. Uh, started way back when Uh, you know what got you attracted to this space and how'd you get into it yeah it's a great question um and the I got started back in college my my business partner Gray McKenzie and I were college roommates for three years we were RAs together we played lacrosse together we were in the same fraternity and we got to the end of college and we're like dude I don't want to just say goodbye at graduation and then not see you until (laughs) homecoming or whatever so we decided we wanted to go into business together but we weren't really sure what we wanted to do just yet um, so we picked a rather obscure name like Guava Box, which could be literally anything. Um, <laughs> and we went into business doing what we could do at the time, which, you know, from our mar- I was a marketing major. He was a business operations major. And so we had like basic web design skills. We could do some social media work. And through our journey on the lacrosse team, we had both like built a community with alumni, with um, lacrosse bloggers, and like had really elevated the platform that our team was operating on. Uh, so we had like some like actual real world experience in college, which was a lot of fun. So we're like, Hey, maybe someone will pay us to do this kind of stuff. And that's what launched us into the agency world, which if you've got a laptop and you can talk to people, you can pretty much start a business. So that, that got us started. Awesome. And so obviously at some point along the journey, you saw a gap um, and you decided that there was a better way to manage projects and that yeah. led you to building a platform Um, what was that opportunity that you saw? What were some of the things that you were, you felt were missing when you were trying to manage clients and projects? Um, and you just didn't have to see a good solution out there. 
Yeah, like most agency owners, and I know this now, like after being involved in the space and like looking back and talking to other people, but I was caught in this trap that I didn't even know I was caught in where I'm trying to market my agency, I'm trying to sell for my agency, and I'm trying to deliver for my clients. Hmm. And with, there was four co-founders at the time, and it was just us in the agency. And that's, if you're all doing that, like you are your own rate limiting factor. You only have so much capacity as a team. And so you, we would market, then we would take those leads and we'd go and sell them. We worked them through a really long sales process and then we'd actually go and deliver for them. And while we were delivering, we couldn't market consistently. We weren't getting on sales calls. And so we kind of got caught in this trap where and I, I remember this, like it was yesterday. It was like eight o'clock one night and I'm like trying to write a blog post about industrial steel chemistry for this client. And I'm like, this is not my jam, man. Like I am not a writer at all. I should not be writing these blog posts. I'm scheduling tweets for these other clients. So I was doing all of these tactics that were a part of what was delivering results for the client, but I wasn't the best person to be doing them. And I said, like, I'm, I'm sweating, working 12 hour days here trying to get this agency off the ground. I don't want to be grinding this hard forever. If I want to grow, I need to have a system that other people could plug into where they could, you know, complete the task within the scope of the process and deliver results for the client so that I could go out and hustle and either do marketing or I could go out and do sales and bring more clients in and not see any lag in the, in the results that those clients were getting. And so I didn't even know at the time, but that started me on this journey of just like obsessing about agency processes, agency operations. Uh, and about an, a year into that, we, we had created a nice framework for breaking down and organizing our own work internally, but couldn't find a project management tool to make that a reality. Yeah. Um, like put that into a live space. This was probably five years ago now. So the tool environment has evolved a lot since then. Um, and so I had a buddy in college who wanted to learn how to program. And so we launched ever so naively into the SaaS space and got an MVP out in about three months and had our first paying clients like four or five months in, um, and just started testing and evolving that the framework we had developed for our own agency, creating a tool that would allow people to bring processes and projects into one spot so that you wouldn't just tell your team members what to do, but you'd show them how to do it. Hmm. That was kind of the 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 thing that we were looking for that we couldn't find anywhere else was how to easily do that. Um, because the kind of the formula for a repeatable process is the what, like what's the task that someone's trying to do, the who, what's the role that needs to complete it, the when, when is it due, um, the how of like how do I go about completing this task. If you've got those things in place, you have something that can scale beyond just the person implementing it right now. And so we were set out to build that platform that would bring all that stuff together. Um, it's been a good journey so far. Right. So you start along this path and I, I would agree that there's definitely, you know, the space has changed, but there's certainly still a lot of gaps. And, and I think what you're talking mm -hmm. about is very important because as you said, there's a ton of agency owners, I think that are still stuck in that feast or famine kind of roller coaster ride of, of doing business development, then getting overwhelmed with work and just constantly being back and forth with those things. Yeah. Um, so obviously over time, you've now transitioned and started working with agencies, more of a consulting capacity to help them yeah. actually understand these processes and get better as operations and documentation helping them scale their businesses um, and so through that process what are some of the things that you've noticed they struggle with the most when they're trying to get out of that trap that you fell into early on in your agency days yeah and this was like this is fundamental to our business journey was after we had over 500 clients 500 customers through doing down which is the name of our software tool 
And so we would be in there working with them through their onboarding calls and people would really struggle. Um, and some people would do really well. And we're like, what's the difference here? And once we started narrowing it down, it was that some people had a process and they just needed a way to document it. And other people had tasks and they were trying to capture a process that was like a leaky bucket um, and just a little bit of everything and no consistency at all. And so what we discovered pretty quickly is that most agencies out there, we call them digital yes men, are the ones that come out and will do absolutely anything that anyone with a pulse and a checkbook will ask them to do. Yeah. And if you need a website, I got that. I'm your website guy. If you need a Facebook campaign, did you know I'm actually like the best Facebook ad expert ever? <laughs> yeah, I need a t-shirt design. Well, guess what? I've got a whole team of graphic designers that do nothing but create t-shirts all day. And they just say yes, 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 yes to all these prospects. And they buy into the lie. I know this because I did this at Guavabox, that they think that just saying yes to everything is the key to more clients, but it's really just the key to more headaches. And mm. the more services that you offer, the more complexity that you drag into your business and your operations. And so when we were there with this project and process management tool, trying to help them capture their processes and projects, we realized like there is a deeper problem here that agencies are missing, that they're trying to use a software tool to solve. And so we could shine a light on that really easily. Say like, well, the reason this is so hard to document all this stuff is because you're doing everything. Like I worked with a client just a couple weeks ago. They had 76 unique deliverables that they create for clients. 76 deliverables. Now, if you open up a deliverable, there's going to be anywhere from three to 11 tasks that are required to take that deliverable from an idea to something that's completed and live for your client. 11 different steps through that process, different roles in the organization, different client approvals, different handoffs and stuff like that. Every single task has a checklist, which doesn't just say what to do, but how to do it. And so when you have 76 deliverables, you're talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of tasks just to create one of each of the deliverables that you offer as an agency. And so the complexity there is just like mind blowing. Like you could invest half of your day in just documenting these processes and what happens is like you're kind of a jack of all trades and a master of none. Mm-hmm. You document all this stuff. Even if you get it down and documented, you're not using it enough to actually be good at any of it. Um, so the root problem with these digital yes men is that they're just trying to do too much. And they bought in to a lie or a myth somewhere that if I offer more, I'll get more clients. And it's, it's kind of positioned these agencies. And I, I'm guilty of this at Guava Box for sure of like, Here's my laundry list of all the services that I serve. Remember, Glovebox, we had like five service areas of like manufacturing, healthcare, um, like sports, tech, like all these different industries that we served. And then we had like 30 different services that we offered. If you bring those two things together, it's like I service 99% of the U.S. economy right here. <laughs> um, in the ocean. And, exactly. It's like <laughs> everything there. Um, so people say, why is it so hard to document your processes? You're most likely just doing way too much and not mm-hmm. focusing on the small set of things that you can master as you, with your team that actually deliver real results to your clients at the end of the day. You know, it's so funny that you're talking about this. Um, and I just watched the Facebook Live that you did. You talked a little bit about this in that Facebook Live. And I actually just wrote a guest post for the Proposify blog. It should be coming out next week on this exact subject of like, yeah, like less is more when you're talking about a service business, especially on the back end, like you said, because- yeah. And I think one of the things that people get worried about is, and you alluded to this a little bit in the Facebook Live as well, is like, you know, if we, 
if we say no, or if we offer fewer services, then like, you know, we're going to lose business. And I think the reality is a lot of people are just in a position. And this is the trap that so many people fall into. I find their agency grows early on through referrals and then they have overhead. And then they're in a position where it's like, we have to say yes to everything that's in our pipeline. Otherwise we can't keep the lights on. So that's, they're like just stuck and they're, they have to yep. say yes to this stuff. Um, and then they try to do outbound, but you know, they do a billion things for a billion people. The outbound doesn't yeah. work because they're not clear yeah. enough and it's a catch 22 and then they get stuck there. And so really what they have to do in order to get out of that is reposition the agency, still take on that crappy work for as long as they have to, but start dialing in an inbound funnel that mm. is around a very specific problem that they can solve. That's profitable and that yeah. they do really well and that they can. And so, yeah, it's, it's really a, a tough spot to be stuck in. And we, I, I'm sure you see it all the time. I see it all the time. Um, yeah. And it's easy to see how you fall into that. If, you get to a point where you got mouths to feed. And as the agency owner, you're up at night thinking like, man, you know, I got to make sure we have enough money coming in. Do you want some free resources to help you measure and improve your profitability? If you do, then I want to tell you about our agency profitability toolkit, which you can grab absolutely free in the show notes or by heading to parakeeto.com forward slash toolkit. It's packed with training videos, cheat sheets, templates, and all kinds of other great resources to help you start measuring and improving the essential metrics that are going to drive better profitability in your business. And it's helped thousands of other agencies around the world do the same. So I want to encourage you to go and grab a copy of that. And if you'd rather get in the fast lane and just have our team of experts guide you through the process of measuring and improving your profitability, then I want to encourage you to apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. And with that, I want to thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll let you get back to it. Keep the lights. And so, yeah, it's, it's really a, a tough spot to be stuck in. And we, I, I'm sure you see it all the time. I see it all the time. Um, yeah. And it's easy to see how you fall into that if you get to a point where you got mouths to feed. And as the agency owner, you're up at night thinking like, man, you know, I got to make sure we have enough money coming in to keep the lights on. Yeah. But think about like, think about how you buy, like, the example I go back to all the time, because this is easy, is like, if I get diagnosed with cancer tomorrow, I'm not going to go down the street to the general practice doctor who can diagnose a wide variety of illnesses and arguably sees more patients in a day than a specialist does. I'm going to go to the specialist who has done 6,000 of these surgeries, right. who does three a day, and that's it, but focuses on mastering the solution to this one costly problem. Like, I'm not going anywhere else. I'm going to hunt that person down. I'm going to work with the best one in the country. And I'm going to get this life-threatening issue dealt with. And agency owners need to think in the same way. It's, it's not just niching. It's not just saying, oh, I'm going to serve realtors or, oh, I'm going to serve like industrial manufacturing companies or I'm going to serve, you know, clean, clean tech. You need to think about what's the solution that you provide to the costly pain that they're feeling. And when you orient everything that you do, starting in your operations, then to your sales, into your marketing around that person, not five people, not 10 people, but one type of company, outbound becomes easier. Delivery becomes easier. You can actually operate a profitable service-based business because you're executing the same processes over and over again. Hmm. And guess what? When you do the same things over and over again, your team actually gets better at delivering them and your clients get better results as a, as a result of that. And you create better case studies and those case studies bring in more clients and it's a flywheel that just continues to grow and continues to strengthen. The biggest blocker to this is fear and just that's what we talked about that facebook live is like what are the fears that you need to address to just dive deep burn the boats pick one person that you want to serve and provide them the solution they're hungry for 
they're going to pay a lot more for that solution than the guy who's shopping around for someone to build them a five-page website. Uh, so you're going to work less, you're going to make more, you'll be happier, healthier, everyone's going to be in the right spot. <laughs> so I'm sure there's lots of people that have heard, this is not the first time that they've heard this. I think this is a theme, um, you know, in the agency space for, for good reason. It's, it's real, it works. And that's why everyone's talking about it. So what I, and I know that you know a lot about, um, you know, the business development side of this, but one area that you're really, really good at that I want to pick your brain on is the back end of that. You know, you, you start to get more clear on who you serve, how you serve them, the problems that you solve. That's all good. And, but I, I think one of the real opportunities there is what you talked about earlier, which is the operational efficiency, the scalability, Mm -hmm. the process and, um, documenting process is something that I think a lot of folks struggle with. It's not Mm -hmm. really clear to them how, what is a good process? How detailed should it be? How do I go about capturing that? And I know that's an area you have a lot of experience in. So I'd love to talk to you a little bit about, you know, what are some of the mistakes that you see a lot of agencies making when they start trying to create a tighter process in the business? Yeah. The first thing that we see that makes it challenging to document your processes is when every client that you service is receiving a different set of deliverables. Hmm. There's no consistency in how you work. So it's kind of like a hub and spoke model where you got your agency and then every client you're running out and doing a different service for or a different set of services for, and you're not able to create one process that you can use across all of your clients. So we want to bring an element of standardization to how we work as an agency. That's our first step. And so the number one system that we work with agencies to implement is called the client journey. And that's once you know who's the one person you want to help, the costly problem that they're feeling, and the solution to that costly problem, you can break that down into phases. And typically we see a phase, a phase one is a 30 to 60 day strategy build out. Phase two, we just call it a build out where you're, you're implementing whatever backend technology. If it's a website you need to build, if it's Facebook ads you need to set up, if it's a funnel you need to build, videos you need to record, whatever it is you do that phase. And then phase three is like, what are the ongoing things that we need to do for this client to drive consistent results towards that goal that we set together? Hmm. That client journey bringing definition is basically applying the Pareto principle to your agency deliverable method. It's looking at all that you do and saying, what is the 20% of activity here that's delivering 80% of the results for our clients, making that short list of deliverables, prioritizing that list by frequency saying, okay, of all that we can do, and all that we've done, what have we done most frequently across the last 90 days for our clients? And identifying, you know, here are the things that we've done over this last 90-day period, building a prioritized list, and, and just start documenting from the most frequently implemented process to the least frequently implemented process. That's the best thing you can do to start documenting your processes from the beginning. Um, the second thing is, like, how do you break down the machine? Like, once you know what to document, how do you start documenting it? the framework that you use to break your work down is critical. Uh, And so you want to think about, we call this the machine, but what is the layering structure that you're using to create repeatable pieces inside of your agency? Uh, So you want to take your framework. We've got campaign, deliverable, task, and checklist, kind of four layers that you want to walk through. And so at a high level, like when, if you're doing like an ongoing retainer with your client, you're going to think about that, that, quarterly work as a one campaign where you're trying to achieve X result. You know, we're trying to drive webinar signups or we want to drive checkouts on a specific type of product, or we're trying to do live event registrations, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. 
all the activity in that campaign is going to relate to that one goal. And then when you break it down to the next layer, a campaign is made up of a collection of deliverables. These are going to be like the, the activities that you and your team are delivering on an ongoing basis to help your client reach that goal for the quarter. So maybe you want to go out there and you want to record 12 podcasts in a quarter. Each podcast is a deliverable. Maybe you want to write 12 blog posts or you want to go out there and do six Facebook live interviews for, with different experts. Those are just the tools in your tool chest. Those are the tactics that you leverage as an agency. But how you document them is you want, to, you want to take the idea of a podcast, take the idea of a blog post, take the idea of a webinar, and capture how that's delivered. So we would call that a deliverable. You then break that down and say, okay, if we're going to build a webinar tomorrow, what's the first task that needs to happen? What's the second task that needs to happen? What's the third task that needs to happen? Each task should be owned by one person to their singular ownership. That's critically important because once this workflow starts running, you do not want tasks that have two or three people assigned to them because then you're like, who's taking point? It's not me. I've got 12 other tasks on my list that I'm worried about. So we build these deliverables out with tasks that have singular owners. They've got estimated times tied to them. And this is we're, we're talking in the same vein here because we need to know how long should it take to create this stuff. That helps us figure out, is this profitable? Is like the budget I'm giving my client like in the scope of reality or am I just kind of making up numbers here as I scope things out? Um, but we need to apply a budget to those tasks to figure out how long should it take to complete this deliverable. And then we need that checklist. So that's kind of the fourth layer of how is this done? Um, so you never want to just assign a task to a team member that just says, hey, go do this because they're going to they're gonna put their own process into that task. If you want to create something scalable, you need to give someone a task and say, hey, here's what you need to do and here's how you do it. Here's the checklist you follow to make sure that that deliverable is created consistently time and time again, regardless of who's pulling the levers, it just works like clockwork. And so if we zoom back out to the 50,000 foot view, if we apply the Pareto principle and we're only focusing on 20% of our deliverables, then we break them down using that framework. Now we've got something that we can work with because we know what delivers results to our clients. And we just broke that down all the way down to the step-by-step checklist level Right there, you are ahead of 90% of the agencies that are out there in terms of your documentation. And so if you can keep that consistent and you just keep bringing in clients that are following that same process, you get tighter and tighter, sharper and sharper as you run that system. And that's kind of the key to making this thing work over time and making like the whole machine get stronger as you run it. I love it. So I, I love the frameworks that you that you just shared and how to think about this. And I think that's the cool thing about... Um, the way that you think about a project, the way that we think about a project. Um, and it's surprising how many tools there are out there that don't speak agency language. Like it yeah. just boggles my mind. Mm-hmm. They don't give you the ability to structure things in a way that's actually consistent with how um, a, an engagement with a client is actually structured, which is to your point, there's four layers to it. Um, yeah. So that's really cool. Now, one of the things that I'd love to dig in a little bit more on, and this is a question that I get a lot, is, um, you know, what do you recommend to an agency that's listening to this and they're like aware, like, yeah, I need to do this. Where's the first place that they should start documenting this? Should it be a Google Doc? Should they go mm-hmm. and throw it together in Process Street? Like, what are some of your favorite tools out there to just get started on this? Yeah, um, I believe that process needs to live where work is done. Like to just have a Google doc out there with a process or even build a wiki out there that has all these processes. At the end of the day, you're just working, you're just creating activity. Like it's like the old days when you'd have a 
kind of a, an employee handbook that just sits on the shelf. What you need to do is have your task management system, so your project management, live in the same place as your process management. And what that means is like investing the time and building out solid pro, like project management templates that capture each phase of how you work your clients through your proven system. Mm. And again, that goes back to what we were just saying about positioning. It's like, it's really, really hard to build that out if you're offering 75 unique deliverables. Like it's a lot of documentation to go through. But you want to bring your documentation and put it into your project management tool so that when you onboard a new client, you've got the lists ready and you know exactly what needs to be what needs to be done. That's going to help you get a real crystal clear view into your resource allocation to know what percentage of my team is going to be occupied by this level of work that we're bringing in. You can forecast really well that way because if you have a client who's signing up on a medium sized retainer, you can plug in all of the templates that you're going to need to deliver that service and just see how does this impact our utilization right now? And are we going to be profitable at this price point? Uh, And you become, the more you focus down on the specific things that are going to drive results, the faster you're going to know those things. Um, but it really helps you become more efficient through that stream right there. So tool wise, we're big fans of ClickUp. Anyone that works with us inside of our program, we include ClickUp as a part of that. Uh, just clickup.com. You can check that tool out. The reason we like it is because it gives you that layering structure to go deep. And it's also like really affordable to get started with. So if you like the feel of like Asana, uh, you'll love ClickUp because it has that kind of like fresh design feel. Um, but if you're in a tool like Basecamp right now, you're not going to have any layering at all. Like you have no visibility across the clients and you're going to get really lost and maybe you find yourself hitting that ceiling where it's nice because your clients love communicating in it, but it doesn't really help you manage a business and grow. Um, so I would check out ClickUp. That's our tool that we recommend. Um, Process Street is cool. I like what they're doing. I think they need more project management stuff tied into that. Um, but it's, uh, it's got good like workflow automation and stuff like that. So maybe a blend of the two, but I always start with just getting to click up because you can do a lot in there. Cool. And, and one thing that I, I have seen some people do as an interim solution is like, cause I think a lot of folks, they just, uh, I've seen a lot of agency owners that like, they'll listen to something like this or they'll do, go to a conference and they'll be like, man, I really need to start documenting my process so that I'm not mm-hmm. working a hundred hours a week anymore. So they just open up a Google doc and they go to town um, so now they've got it all there. And one of the kind of short term solutions is, you know, they'll start maybe putting a link to that particular process in the card for the thing on Trello or Asana. Yeah. Um, and that can work for a little while. I, I think it's a good way to get started trying to put it where it lives. But um, I do love the idea of having it integrated right into the templates that you're using for the project so that that workflow is mm-hmm. just like really, really tight. So very cool. Now, what are some of the um, mistakes that you see people make when they start this process? I know one of the questions that I get a lot is around how detailed should it be, right? Mm -hmm. Like, should I go about recording videos and screenshots or should I just keep it high level and let my team kind of innovate and fill in the gaps? Like, uh, what do you recommend around, you know, getting really detailed in process? Yeah, the way way our process works, um, and I'm going to just point back to our process over and over again is we work with the core team, the leadership team at the agency through the whole thing, but we do not bring in kind of the boots on the ground, the people delivering work on a day-to-day basis until that high level structure is put into place. Because you've got to, you've got to put the road, um, you got to put like the, you know, the bumper strips up so that you know, what are we doing and what are we not doing? And that's where that client journey conversation comes in. That's where the ideal fit prospect, their pain, your solution, 
once we know that we've narrowed down what we're going to do, now we know what's our campaigns, deliverables, and tasks. The core team can figure that out. But it doesn't make any sense for leadership to define the checklist that says how your content writers meant to complete their job or how your SEL implementation, your technical implementer is meant to do their job because they're just going to look at that and say, that's not how I do it. So I'm just going to check the box and move on. And what, you, what you've just done is you've created internal friction. And so you're not going to get any buy-in or any traction right there. So what you need to do is figure out how do we position this movement towards process documentation and using the system because building the processes, that's just phase one. Phase two is like actually living in this thing every single day. And that's usually where we see most of the friction. Um, and so we want everyone to buy into this and to see like, how is this going to help me do my job better. And so when you're on vacation, you don't need to worry about checking your email and answering questions about where is this thing at? Or like, I can't find that thing. When you go on vacation, you can just go on vacation because you've documented how you work. You've laid it all out right there and you've, you've helped make yourself repeatable. Um, and so that's kind of the buy-in there that you can get your team to buy into. The leadership should figure out what are the campaigns and those are the stages, the, like the, the strategy, the build out, the ongoing what are the deliverables that go into each of those stages? What are the tasks that deliver each of those deliverables? Then you can figure out who do we assign to each of these tasks to build out the checklist because the process lives in their head right now. We need to download that and let them kind of plug in the pieces right there. Um, and so that's, that's typically how we, we tackle it. But you want to, again, make sure you're doing that Pareto principle analysis because I don't want to see people documenting 100% of the deliverables that they can deliver because they're going to burn out right there. Um, yeah. We see that all the time. It's like January 1st at, at the gym signups. Like, <laughs> we're doing really well for the first three weeks of January, and then it kind of goes dark. We don't want to see the same thing with process management. Like, oh, you're doing really, really well, but you fall off the wagon because you didn't do it with the right prioritization in mind. So, right. Now, one thing that I would love to dig into now is is around, so let's say you get the 80-20, you've got a lot of stuff uh, documented, you've got your checklists, uh, and you feel like you've got a good handle on things. The next mm -hmm. question is, how do you keep the machine improving itself? And I have heard of a lot of people that do a really great job of engaging their team, empowering them to update mm -hmm. processes, improve processes, and even baking in a cadence for reviewing and improving process. How do you generally approach that to make sure that things are getting more efficient over time and that these things are getting updated when they need to? Yeah, there's a sequence of rhythms that you've got to embed in how the agency operates and it's got to become central to your DNA. So every six months, you've got to be checking in with your leadership team to figure out how are we doing as a business? Are there any strategic changes that need to be made? Are we moving toward our yearly goals? Are there any activities that we need to tweak at that high level? And then from there, we can go down to the quarterly planning. Like what are our main strategic objectives that we're trying to achieve this quarter, the next 90 days? Are we moving in those directions? And that would be for clients. Are we moving clients forward internally? Like how are our operations changing? Who are we hiring? What types of things are we learning there? Our internal marketing, like what are our upcoming marketing campaigns? So each area of the business, having those 90-day plans in place, using your own templates, so you don't just template stuff out for your clients, but you're running your agency following this exact same framework of breaking down how you do what you do right there. And then into the weekly cadences where you want to have a, like a review every Friday of like, how did the past week go? Where are we at with different projects? What do we need to know from Monday? Just like a, like a general standup as part of like a scrum process of like reviewing what's out there right now. Um, and the, the thing is like, this is non-negotiable. If it's not in ClickUp, if it's not in your project management tool, it didn't happen. 
If the time's not logged there, it didn't happen. If the task's not logged there, it didn't happen. And so we need to make that clear up front, get everyone on the same page, and that's where the weekly cadence of not going away is really, really important. And then an individual cadence would be every single day starting your day inside project management. Look at the tasks that are on your list. Do you need, are you waiting for stuff from anyone? You know, reach out and ask those folks, leave a comment on the task, say, hey, where's this at? What's the status update on this? Figure out what are your goals for the day? What are you trying to work through? Make sure that all of your tasks are tracked and live. Your task statuses are where they need to be. Your time is being logged where it needs to be. And so basically being there, showing up, living in that atmosphere every single day is a big, big step to actually implementing the stuff because there's no magic wand that gets you to like implement the system. Everyone has to show up in it every single day. If it's not in there, it didn't happen. And you got to follow through on that. And leaders lead by example because if you're just telling people to do it but not doing it yourself, they're just going to laugh at you and not do it. So. <laughs> I love what you talked about too with, um, with scrum. I, I think, um, this is something that we started doing with a few of our early clients at Parakeeto, um, around process improvement is like, you know, that's how we build software. Every two mm-hmm. weeks we look at a, our backlog, we prioritize it, we create a sprint, we determine, you know, how much capacity do we have to work on this? And then we go and we implement it. And two weeks yep. later we have something to point to, to say, Hey, we, we have working code for this. And I think, um, that kind of a process can work really, really well for improving process too. Um, We started working with a a client uh, and doing that. It worked really well for them. Every week, the whole team would get together. We'd have a conversation about, you know, what's broken right now. Oh, like, uh, you know, I think sign offs on creative, you know, for this particular area of the business, like that process is broken. We have a lot of problems with it and we just Mm -hmm. create a backlog. We've prioritized it. And then every two weeks we would have, improved a process or we'd have clarified something or we'd have documented something. Um, and I think taking that approach of just baking a cadence, like you talked about into the business mm-hmm. is a really great way to just keep that engine kind of clean and tuned up all the time. Um, so that as a business owner, you don't necessarily have to be concerned about it or, or putting out fires. Cause that's the whole point of this is to not have to yeah. put out fires anymore. Right? Exactly. Your team needs to be able to see the finish line, right? You don't want to put that finish line so far away that they can only see it as like a, a dot on the horizon. When you implement these cadences, the finish line's only five days or at the most 10 days away. Yeah. So you know what you're running to and you've got a small list of stuff that you're working on. So that brings focus. I think the most underrated thing in business is just your focus and what an asset that is. Whether you're an owner or a team member, what you're focusing on and protecting that focus is going to be a huge determining factor in how successful you are. So as a leader, you want to position your team to focus on their core competencies and giving them too much to do is going to dilute that focus and it's going to lower the quality of work that they're doing. But if you can crystallize exactly what they need to do and put that in black and white and set clear expectations, they're going to hit the ground running because they, they Mm -hmm. can now, they have something to be measured by and people are going to rise to that occasion. Um, And we see that being reinforced over and over and over again. But the cadence is so important to like building that solid momentum forward. I couldn't agree more. And, and, you know, to, to what we talked about, I think, you know, focus at the top trickles down, you know, if the business is focused and you're focused on a particular client, particular problem, particular process, then it empowers your team to really step into an expertise and and become practitioners. And uh, that's ultimately how you run a great service business. That's it, man. Andrew, I'm so, uh, 
pleased with everything that we've talked about. I think you delivered a ton of value here today. And hopefully those that are listening uh, got a lot of value, got some new ideas on how they can improve their process and improve their focus in their business. And if you did learn something and you're listening to this, you know, reach out, leave, leave a comment where you're watching this, send an email, reach out to Andrew, let us know what you got from this. Let us know what your takeaway was or share it with somebody that needs to hear it. Um, and on that, I would love for you to let everyone that's listening know who's interested in, in learning more about you, learning more about Zen Pilot and what you guys are doing. Where mm -hmm. can they connect with you and follow some of the great content that you're producing? Well, if you want to dive into like the principles and systems that I talked about today, you can head over to zenpilot.com, zenpilot.com. Go there. You can watch our free training. We've got about a 45-minute training presentation that just breaks all these these, this exact process down into step-by-step -step pieces. Uh, you can also go to agencyjourneyinsiders.com and join our free Facebook group. Um, awesome community of agency owners there from all over the world. Um, people who've tapped into our podcast and are listening to those stories. Um, I love getting tapped by people who listen to those stories and use them as inspiration to kind of drive their journey forward because we're only talking to agency owners on there. Um, so you get a chance to listen to people that are walking a similar journey to you. Um, so you can join that free Facebook group at agencyjourneyinsiders.com. I'll make sure to have those linked in the show notes if you're listening and uh, hopefully I'll see you in the Facebook group. Cause like I said, I'm in there too, hanging out chatting it up and it's uh, definitely a great community. So uh, hopefully all of you that are listening, I'll see you in there and definitely check the show notes for links to the website and the group. So with that, Andrew, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on here. I know you're a very busy guy, so really appreciate your time and all the value that you delivered. Hey, it was my pleasure, man. Thanks for the invite. This is a great chat um, and we're rooting for you guys. You guys are doing great stuff. So keep it up. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you've ever found yourself thinking, man, I get so much value from this podcast. I wish there was something I could do to return the favor. Well, today's your lucky day because you can leave us a review wherever you're listening to this. And it is incredibly helpful. Of course, if you haven't grabbed a free copy of the Agency Profit Toolkit, go and get that. It's got tons of free resources to help you improve your profitability. If you're looking to get in the fast lane and get help from experts to improve your profitability and measure your most important metrics, then apply for a consultation at parakeeta.com. We'd love to chat with you and figure out how we can help. With all of that, thank you so much for being a listener, and we will see you on the next episode.
están 